morning tip. Good afternoon. It is December 12th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limonos, hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? I am doing awesome. I got a, you know, I got some questions about basketball. Just to, to start off, just real quick, you know, who's the best team in the East right now? In the East, it's the Celtics. The Celtics. Who's the best player on the Celtics? Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. You know, uh, now out west, out west. Who's the best team in the West right now? Uh, the Golden State Warriors. No, it's the New uh, Orleans Pelicans. The Warriors are barely in the playoffs. Who's the best player on the New Orleans Pelicans? Uh, I I don't think it's Zion. You 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 just giving the crown already? You're just like this guy's the guy. We're giving it to him. I think everybody knows that the best player on the Pelicans right now is Zion. Uh, he's he's dunking all over people. The Suns are big mad, and I I'm just you know wondering if you could make any sort of connection you know between the best player on the Celtics and the best player on the Pelicans, the two best teams in the country right now. Anything come to mind? Right off the top of your head. Uh, I mean, what are they? Uh, they both got the same color hair. Uh, are they both Nike guys? Uh, I don't even know if that's true. Um. Do you want to really bring this back to some terrible collegiate stuff? Like this is this is a Duke. That's right, thing? Will. That's right, Will. They both went to Duke. Duke is undefeated since I went to go see him on my birthday on Tuesday. And you know we've been having our struggles this year. We're uh, you know new coach. We're definitely going more of a defensive route than offensive route. But just want to note it. Uh, Zion is not in the uh, in the favorites for uh, MVP. But in the last week, he has jumped big time into uh, complete long shot into just. Okay, that that that'd be interesting. And you know, when when they're there, uh, and then I get it. We're still two weeks away from Christmas. Majority of the country doesn't even realize that basketball is happening. You know, Christmas. That's when it's like, oh yeah, I guess like there's NBA games on now. It's like, no, oh, we've been going at this for you know a while now. But you know, I'm doing a little bit of a victory lap while I got the got the opportunity. Now, out of curiosity, if I said Brandon Ingram, does this still revolve around the same answer? Ah, Ingram's been hurt. <laughs> I, so I I would be. I still think you know, Brandon. I, I, I think Brandon Ingram is a better player than Zion. I don't think you're going to be able to win with Zion as your number one. I think he's going to be one of the best complimentary players you're ever going to have. I'm thinking Scottie Pippen type level of. You're not always going to see the, the the contributions that he's making on the court. It's not going to add up to a stat. It's just crazy stuff. He just he changes the game. Now the, I think the big story of the the past week here. You're not just crowning them as as the as the best player on this team here. You're saying this is the best team in the West. And I said the Warriors. Because they just beat the best team in the league, which is us, the Celtics. Now, this was a frustrating win. I really don't want to get into it at all. I, I, if Curry's going to do no-look threes on us, I, I think that's a rivalry. I think you're poking the bear a little bit here. And that's exactly what's happening between New Orleans and the Phoenix Suns right now. It's a rivalry. It's happening right now. We're getting some fights right now. This is great. This is exactly what I was hoping for. We needed this. I'm not sure if I like the way it started. We're going to blow out the Suns and we're going to do 360 dunks on last-second plays that don't mean anything. And then the other team's going to make a big deal about it. And then they're going to come back and play again. And they're going to lose again. <laughs> they're going to lose again without Booker. But sure. Either way, are you a fan of all the rivalries that have now more or less been created in my mind? <laughs> I, I'm like Zion could do no wrong for me. Uh, he is one of the most exciting players to watch, even when he was playing in high school. And I think since he's been in high school, he has had the following of, he is the dunker. 
and was always, uh, can he figure out the rest of the basketball stuff? You know, sure, when he's in high school, he's bigger than everybody. When he's in college, he's bigger than everybody. What's going to happen when he gets to the league? Well, now that he's in the league, he's still bigger than a lot of the guys, and he's still just absolutely going to town. And so I think if it had been somebody else, I might have thought a little differently. But, yeah, he and uh, the Pelicans beating up on the Suns. The Suns were first in the West last week when we talked. And in a normal situation, when you would dribble out the, uh, out the clock, Zion gets the ball on a fast break that no one you know, was really playing anymore. And he absolutely 360 windmills. It is awesome. It is at home. The crowd went nuts. I did not realize that they were playing against uh, the Suns again in a couple of days. I think that even adds to it. Uh, they asked him afterwards, you know, hey, you know, do you think that was you know, reasonable? And he said, hey, you know, last year, this is the team that knocked our team out uh, of contention. And I hadn't really like pieced that together so much. And I- I'm always. If there's time on the clock, play, play the game. And that's, you, you're not on the road. You're, you're at home. That's what the fans want to see. They want to see Zion with his incredible dunks. That's what they want to see. Let him do it. Well, the fast break rule adjustment has been nothing but an improvement, I think, on everything the league has been trying to do. The fact that we're allowing guys to get fast breaks and it's not the take fouls and there's an actual punishment for all of that, that, that's good. Because I think that opens the window to see those highlights that you so much you you just mentioned you really want to see. The end of the game is the end of the game, though. That is not the time to put on a show for the fans. I know that's what you want to see, and you think that's right. But can we just imagine? Can you put yourself in the losing team's shoes? We've all been there. This isn't fun. It's not fun to happen against. It's cool that it's more or less an unwritten rule that you don't do this kind of stuff. And I respect everyone that follows it. Now that that being said, you want to make a statement. You make a statement. You want to follow up that statement. You follow up that statement. They did that. They they said what they said. Zion even came and came up afterwards. Was like this is out of character, but you know these guys knocked us out last year, and I had to watch it from the bench, and it killed me, and I'm sure it did. And this is a response to that. So in some ways, I'm okay with that as a response. I'm not okay with people doing this though. I don't want this to become an everyday thing. I also don't want these little NBA scuffles to continue because they're just they're a huge waste of time. Now the only real scuffle between all of this is that. Chris Paul certainly cheap shot at Jose on that, that that one little sneaky elbow. Did you, did you see that one? Huh? No, I missed that one. This was the I think they already got into it a whole bunch that game, but there there's a little. Uh, oh, I bet. There's Especially little, after last year. There there's a little cheap shot elbow from Chris Paul. You can see he kind of clips him in the in Jose in the chin a little bit, and you can't really see it. You only see it from the one camera angle up close. Which wait does does Chris Paul have a history of this? Wait, this sounds brand new. You know, maybe it isn't. Maybe it is from last year. Who knows? I it's. I don't like that kind of stuff, though, and I don't think we need that. I don't think we need that in the league. That's not the type of rivalry I'm looking for. I don't want – I want guys to compete against each other. I don't want them to fight against each other. Can we accept that there's a different there's, – there's something different about that? Well, that's where I think it's, it's different, where you take a cheap shot at somebody versus you, – you were still – that is outside of the rules – dunking it while there's still time on the clock that is well within the rules like what what if he had what if he had dunked it just after time ended does that totally change it i'm actually all right with that i, I think that's a in a, in a zion the dunk's gotta be worth it all right the, the highlight was worth it for me this wasn't just a little that's right if he had gone lay, like, it had gone like a layup or something it's just like, oh oh come on but no he went i i mean that's that, that's a dunk contest dunk 360 windmill in a game? That's awesome. All right, how long do you think New Orleans is the best team in the West? This this is from here on, we're riding this out. I mean, what what do you really think that's this, that's the expectation for this team because so far 
like you said, they're missing a couple guys. Brandon Ingram has been in and out. I haven't seen him of recent. I still think he's their best player and will give them the best chance to advance. But the Zion show is fun. I, and it's a little bit of a wide open wild west here where, you know, some teams are a little threatening some days and not so threatening the next. You got a reverse kind of thing going on with like Utah and Portland. Some teams just going in the wrong direction. Some teams trying to get their stuff together, whether they're the Lakers or the Warriors. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm all in on, on New Orleans. I, I don't think this is they're quite ready yet. But what? They're doing things that are making me convinced a little bit more, like beating the Suns. What more do you think we need to see from them? Like, Do we actually have to just wait until the playoffs? Or is there anything in the regular season that we can see from this team and say, hey, there's a formula here, they're really young, real deep, they play real hard, they're kind of scrappy on defense. This is a championship-type team. I don't think I quite see the – I don't see the whole thing yet for them. I still feel like they're either – I think it's still early. It's still early. Brandon Ingram's been hurt for a while. You're gonna have to integrate him back into the into the offense, which shouldn't shouldn't be difficult. But there are a bunch of good teams behind him, and they're on a seven game win streak right now. And just at some point, that kind of evens out, unless you are truly an elite sort of team. And I don't, I, I agree with you that I don't think they're quite ready to to be there yet. Yeah, it's weird because I don't want them to change the roster either. But I'm not sure all the pieces they have fit perfectly together. Also, it's it's strange where it's like, yeah, collectively we have a bunch of great assets. I don't just don't know if they mesh as well together, especially for like a long term playoff run. The one thing I will say they have is well, think about it. Think they, about how they young have, they are. Exactly, all the they guys have, on their team are young. They got a couple of like uh, Herb Jones, you know, in his sophomore year. Uh, Trey Murphy, uh, super young guys. So if they don't have it all figured out, that's fine. As well as they have a ton of assets from that Anthony Davis trade. They have the Lakers pick this year. Which isn't going to be, I mean, who knows what that ends up being. If, if Davis goes down, that pick just, whew. Uh, all right, other teams hot in the NBA right now. Denver's number three in the West. They've been a bit of an up and down season. Uh, just shout out to Jamal Murray, man. It's It's been a long road on the on the comeback trail here. Just happy to see him back out in the court. I know Dude, missed... hitting some big shots in that Blazers game. I, I caught the end of that. I know. There were, there were a lot of uh, tough shot making down the stretch there. And usually once uh, Dame taps his wrist and says it's Dame time, that means the game's over. And uh, Jamal Murray, after already hitting a tough shot, hit another one. Very happy that Jamal had the confidence to take another shot because he's been taking shots and his percentages are down. And it, it's not easy to be on that level all the time. Like, Dame is, is a super freak. And, he, and he's been hurt a whole bunch here, too. But when Dame... Like, Jamal's trying to do Dame, basically. That, that's not an easy thing to do. I was just more encouraged that he was taking the shots and that they actually pulled out for him because it, for that Denver team to advance, that's the X factor of Denver is, is taking the ball out of Jokic's hand and letting someone else make a play. Because I don't know. I mean, Jokic is going to make the right play. But Jamal hitting step-back threes, I don't think we can count on Jokic making that type of play. So that's huge for Denver. This is this is what we all thought this was going to be, and it's, it's nice that it's kind of coming together. They could still improve a whole lot. I'm not sure what they're going to do with uh, Porter Jr. there. He's been in and out as well. But, but either way, I mean, fun fun basketball going on. The Warriors game was not fun against the Celtics. That that was just punishing. I I, I got so up for it too because we were just we we're just oh, stopping prime everybody. Time, man. Saturday yeah. night. It was it was one of those games that was I'm I'm setting things aside. Like I'm I'm watching this tonight. That that's the plan. Like that's going to be the the, the main screen sound like make sure i am in my seat ready to go yeah all right well speaking of basketball 
And you mentioned all this Duke nonsense. I, I, I thought I would inform you and the listeners that I'm going to be performing a little bit of research this weekend. We're going to do some live uh, in-person research of some college basketball teams. Yeah, we're getting ready for March. Apparently, I need to do a little bit more preparation than last year so I don't end up doing silly bet consequences like pretty much every year. It's it's it's. I don't know why we keep making these bets. It seems like it's just setting me up to do silly things. Uh, we're going to do some – we're going to some games together this weekend. We're going to do some little urban hiking. We're going to do uh, – I don't know what else we're going to do. We're going to do some city stuff, but I'm excited for it. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the teams I'm about to see this weekend? Sure. Uh, this is the CBS Sports Classic. Uh, they're playing it at uh, Madison Square Garden this year, which is cool. I thought this was a event that only took place in uh, Las Vegas. So this is kind of like some of the other – it's not a tournament exactly. It's just four teams, but they alternate who plays similar to the, the Champions Classic at the start of the year. But the, the first set is North Carolina versus Ohio State. And then afterwards, it'll be Kentucky versus UCLA. So you're, you're seeing uh, definitely, definitely some blue bloods. I've heard of you're, those you're, schools before. I hear, they, I hear they play basketball there. <laughs> you're, they, they, they've been good, and all these teams have been, have been good for a long time. So there's definitely going to be a lot of different colors in MSG. And that, that's going to make it a lot of fun. All the all these teams travel. Now, you attend a lot of college basketball games. It's kind of your thing. You like going to all, sor- all sorts of games, whether they're your team or not your team. Obviously, Duke is your team. You made that very clear here. But I don't really have a team or a dog in the fight here. You seem to attend a lot of these without a dog in the fight. What What do you recommend for someone like me? Well, it's always easy to uh, root against North Carolina. But that's kind of on the, on the Duke side <laughs> of things. So you can kind of... You can kind of choose uh, as a as an ACC fan what uh what what team uh you are going to be in Connecticut ahead of time in Connecticut uh, it is legal to uh, sports bet so you could always put a little money on a team and see you know what what interests you as well as I I, I think for you you're already going to have such like a good time with the urban hiking beforehand and just going to MSG for the first time you might just you know you go in and just you just vibe with the crowds. You know, as you're walking through the concession, you know, you just see different people and who seems cool, who seems like a jerk. You know, as the game gets going, you know, what crowd just seems more fun. And then you just kind of jump on board. I, I don't know how we're going to decide, but I, I would like to decide before each game. I'm not going to be flip flopping mid game. So I'll at least have a decision going in there. I don't know if I'll make it on the pod or anything like that, but I, I, I'll i pick a team. I'm not going to dress up or do anything like that. You know, I'm not I'm not that they're not my team, but the other thing is, I don't want to support any of these. You talk about blue bloods. Yeah, I'm seeing all these dominant teams for all these big basketball programs. It's like I got to support some of these for a couple hours. I don't know. Maybe the crowd will win me over, like you said. Uh, all right. Speaking of win me over right now, we're going to talk a ton of NFL teams. A lot of drama this past week. I apparently don't know anything about football. Apparently, you don't either. Right? I think I made no. even more ground on my NFL picks this past week. It was tied, but we were six and six, which is embarrassing. Yeah, just I think it was our worst week. I know it was easily my worst week. I was shocked that I even that I managed to somehow gain some ground on you. It starts with an awful Thursday game, which I, I I'm, know, I'm running out of time here. It's over. You have to hope for a complete flop. I may, you know what? I may even let you pick all of my picks on the last week and just see if you can even do it. Just just see just see if it's even possible. I think I'm still down. Am I down? I'm down five or six, and there's four weeks left. It, I'm, I'm in the hole. It's. it's I, got, not, I really need the. I really need the patch to get hot. It's not going to be easy, especially with. I don't think the. 
eventually the good teams and the teams that actually have a chance at the playoffs are going to continue to compete, and the other teams are going to stop. And I think this is the week where I thought we were already there, where some teams were eliminated, and I thought they were giving up on the season, and I am confused by the results of all of this. I mean, it starts with this awful Thursday night game, which I'm only bringing up because the Rams signed Baker Mayfield. And we do the podcast on Monday. These guys play on Thursday. Between Monday and Thursday, they weren't, they didn't have Baker Mayfield on the roster. Okay, so 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 then within a couple days here, he's on the roster, and by Thursday he's starting for the Rams. Or not starting, he comes in like what two minutes at, into the first quarter. It it was the it was the second um the second drive. The second drive, All right, so basically starts the game, and and, and he's ba- yeah basically, and so he, he struggles this whole game. He looks like a guy that doesn't know anything about these plays, as well as a guy that's been which cut is very by, fair. But yeah, what's also very fair is this is also a guy that's been cut by two teams. This basically this year, or basically within the past year. And here we are, we're throwing him out there on Thursday, and I'm thinking this is a tanking job, but you know what? Sure enough, by the last possession of the game, Baker puts together something, and they're able to beat the Raiders, which isn't surprising. I just thought the Rams were never going to be able to figure it out, and I also thought, under the impression, that the Rams were starting a quarterback nobody had ever heard of. So I, I guess in some ways, Baker gets the job done. It certainly makes everything going interesting going forward, especially for our picks here, knowing... Baker's playing for a job at this point. Like he has something to play for. The Rams don't necessarily have something to play for, but he does. And maybe McVay can pull something out here. Supposedly this offensive genius, he handpicked Baker again on the offseason here and or not in the offseason, in between here. They didn't have to do that. And then he pulls the trigger immediately. So he got the win. I, I I'm only mentioning all of this because of that. And I, I I'm giving him some credit. And it's gonna certainly make this week's pick interesting. I mean do you, I don't see the Rams turning it around, but I, I think they're a little friskier than they were a couple weeks ago. Uh, what, what, do, what do you think about the chaos of the Raiders just being inconsistent? The Rams caring about this game enough to make a last-second drive and win on the last-second drive. The Raiders just keep shooting themselves in the foot. This is multiple times this year that they've lost a double-digit lead. I think multiple times they've lost a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. They were up 16-3 to Le- late late in the fourth quarter and then let Baker Mayfield do this. Uh, it was one of those games that, you know, you kind of got on in the background and uh, I'm not really going to you know, be paying too much attention. You know, it's a two score game. You know, that's not, not much has been happening. And then all of a sudden magic, just Mayfield magic down the stretch turned into a very exciting. I'm texting you telling you, Hey, you got to wake back up. <laughs> we got, we got a ball game. Baker's about to win this thing. Uh, I, the funniest thing I saw on Twitter was uh, somebody commented saying they thought it was funny. The Rams basically Amazon primed a quarterback to themselves. <laughs> I didn't hear it's that. Like, yeah, we need great. that. We need that two day shipping. You know, all these crazy stories you hear about him getting the playbook, uh, you know, on the plane. I, you know, I, I only played, uh, you know, high school football and, you know, we ran pretty much the same plays every year. I can't imagine going to a professional level and just saying, you need to figure all of this out in days also like, this, not, this team won a super like bowl plays, a year like ago the, the plays the players just there's so there's so many things it's totally different from basketball i think we talked about this last week or like the week before or something where you know basketball there's plays but you, know, you can kind of draw it up real quick beforehand and most of the time it's you know just just go out there and do it but with football you call a play every time and as the quarterback you're the one that tells everyone what the play is so you have to be the one you know that tells everyone else if someone else doesn't know what to do. The, so the, I have no idea how he's able to pull that off. The, the coordination of, of, of football players, like your, your, 
your timing is so much more important than just your general spacing in basketball where you just stay out of this spot and try and stay in these spots and move when this moves and you can get away with some basic you know pass and cut away philosophies in basketball I don't know if there's a pass and cut away equivalent in, in football where you know the timing of everything is just critical not to mention you're the quarterback and you're telling everyone when to go you're delivering the play the play you don't know the play they all know and the timing of it, you have no timing with any of your receivers at all. That, that for me, has to be the hardest part of, of all of this. I can't, I can't imagine that. You have no chemistry with any players on the team. Like, like it's like pickup. Like, have you ever played your first game with a whole bunch of guys you've never played with before? You, you have no idea. You don't it's even know tough. If, you don't know if the guy guarding you is good or, or if this is the guy you're supposed to score on. Like, it, it almost it, takes you like you half have no a game idea. To, it takes you half a game to even figure that out. Uh, but shout out to Baker and the Rams, man. They they figured it out by the fourth quarter. We the, the, the Raiders are the most up and down inconsistent. They're the best bad team in the league. I don't think that's something to be proud of, but there's a couple teams that they're competing with for that title. But I I think they safely have it. Um, some other weird playoff almost stuff going on here. Right, Kansas City goes up what twenty seven nothing, and then they let Russ cook, man. They let Russ cook for a little bit. Mm. I thought Russ made some of his best plays of the year possibly his best plays of the last two years. And then he gets knocked out immediately on an incredible run. Did you see the wealth on his head after the hit? Oh, boy. This was like not, a cartoon. This is a cartoon bump. This is like like Popeye kind of things. Like, what? Uh, didn't think Denver could do anything like that. Is Kansas City concerning that they're very good at getting a lead and terrible at keeping it? Like, they're almost better off being down 28 nothing, And he's like, yeah, all right. Let's just let's just cook now because they can't run the ball. Mahomes gets really cute on these third downs because they can't run the ball and they just know we need to get another first down to advance here and and it just wasn't working. Too many turnovers, terrible running game. I think there's, there's the flaw of Kansas City is always let them go up early and hope that you can come back when they start struggling after. It, it's it's an interesting thing. I didn't think Denver could do anything like that. They made some good defensive plays. There's one interception that's worth looking up. But the story here is. Russell Wilson's done. I, I imagine he's going to be concussed, and I'm not sure what they're going to get out of him going forward. That whole disaster is going on over there. Um, if you're if you're Denver, are you ready to bench Wilson? Because I think at some point now we got to start talking about some of these teams and saying, why are we even throwing this guy out there? Like, is that even an acceptable conversation to have, knowing what you're paying him? He hasn't looked good really all year, so I don't think it's a all right. Well, we just you know. We'll pack up the season, you know, it, it's pretty much, it, it's over. And just, you know, let him, let him get healthy till next year. I think you kind of want him out there to get some reps and try to get his, get his mojo back. Like, this was the game where it felt like he, he might get his mojo back a little bit. I was excited, too, because when they got this down to, like, a one-score game, and then he mm -hmm. gets knocked down immediately, and they're right there in the red zone, too. So, like, they're, where he gets knocked out, they could potentially score again. You know, for all you know, he could have thrown another interception at the goal line. Could have been great. It's, uh... It's not going well for Denver. I, I don't really feel bad for them. But for me, I, I actually think this highlights some, some weaknesses of Kansas City there, which will be interesting going forward. All right, now now the real story of the whole week here. It's the uh, the reincarnation of the new Tom Brady. Brock Purdy, last pick of the draft, comes out, and it's just spectacular, like two weeks in a row, essentially. Just stomps. Absolutely slinging it. All over, all over the Bucks. Brady on the other side, it's... It's sad. It's rough. 
it's 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 watch you know i i'm not naming there's na- nothing there i'm not naming names but we've all played pickup with the old guy that once had it and just doesn't have it anymore that i'm very much might be me right now but just watching brady struggle it's it's hard the frustration it's not easy this whole quarterback thing in the, in the nfl is so hard I, i'm gonna tell you a little history right now of, of how the niners have essentially ended up where they're at they're at they're at a point where years ago they're like we just need a quarterback they end up taking our Jimmy G quarterback in a trade because Tom Brady's like, no, I'm going to play for 10 more years. And we're like, sure, Tom, whatever. Jimmy G's ready to go here. Well, Tom's still playing, so he obviously proved us wrong with that. So they trade him to trade him over there. Jimmy G's in over there. He doesn't have the the greatest season in the world, you know, individual-wise, but team-wise, they have a ton of success. They're in a Super Bowl. They've, they've won some playoff games. I mean, he's 5-2 and two in the playoffs. I, I don't know what everyone's complaining about. Even at 5-2, and two, they still make a trade to get Trey Lance, of which they trade with the Miami Dolphins, who these picks essentially traded, exchanged into Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, which is pretty pretty good pretty good for Miami over there, and and, and the Niners didn't get any of that. All right, they got the twelfth pick, which turned into Jalen Waddle, and they got the twenty twenty second pick, which they traded to get Tyreek Hill. I'm sure there's some other things in there, but still, the fact that you know I'm not saying they could have turned those guys those picks into that, but you have Trey Lance who then starts a couple games this year, doesn't look very good, gets hurt. Jimmy G, you've like put in this weird limbo spot at this point going into the year where he's not on the team, not starting on the team, and then comes back as a backup on the team because they don't know what to do with him, which is a good thing because it saved their season. Right? This team still has a chance for a Super Bowl this year, even after all of that. And now I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year, but I feel like Brock Purdy's going to end up being the guy, even after all of that. And it's funny how it all works out where if you make so many efforts to try and adjust this position, it's such a critical position in this sport. And yet sometimes you just get lucky on the last pick of the draft and you might get a guy. Like how wild of a story is this going to be going into the offseason where I don't know if you're going to have guys offering Brock Purdy contract money or if they're going to be like, no, we're sticking with Trey Lance. Like, What would you do if you were the Niners? Well, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be healthy next year. That makes a he'd little pretty, bit easier decision. He had a pretty serious injury where I could see one of those situations where he's not ready in training camp, and that might make your decision easier if you're the if you're the 49ers of all right, well, we'll we'll go with Brock. And this is all assuming we've only seen him for what a, a game and a half. You know, this this magic can run out real quick in the NFL, so I, I don't think we should be anointing him as the you know the the, the next Patrick Mahomes after just a game and a half. Like let's let, let's let it play out a little longer. That's totally fair. But the the ceiling I've already seen with him playing these past two games is already higher than even the successful Jimmy G playoff runs or any of the Trey Lance stuff I've seen. It just looks better. He's he's doing all the weapons. Now, unfortunately, they get a huge injury with the ankle uh, Debo. That sucks. That timing couldn't be even worse. This team's That's been cursed good. all year, too. It's like I feel like, you know, all these nice things have suddenly happened where there's, you know, other injuries just, just add up too much. Uh, it just feels like they were just in a rhythm here and then Debo goes down. There's still a ton of offensive weapons here. McCaffrey was an all-in deal. They're all-in on this year. And and I think Brock's going to be just good enough to get it done. It's so open in the NFC. I mean, who are you scared of right now? You can bow down to the Eagles. I'll give you that. The Eagles are not going to lose another game this year. And and that's that's that. I don't know if that's a great gauge on how good they are, but it's, it's kind of hard to grab any other comparison. This team keeps winning games. But I'm not, I'm not saying they're like a dominant favorite by any chance. I mean, Dallas barely beat the, the Texas this past week. They they easily could have lost that, that game. Was, that was bizarre. 
that I didn't see coming. They were a huge favorite. You know, I'm not buying into Minnesota. I, I I think Detroit might win out the rest of the year, and Minnesota might not even make the playoffs. So it's I'm saying it's it's wide open for the Niners. Brock's got a chance to really be the next Tom Brady here, where he doesn't even have to be great. You just don't don't turn over the ball. If you could be a poor man's Jimmy G, you've got a chance. Get man. it to your stars. You got so many weapons around you. Just get it to those guys. Let them. You you make the sure thing and let them take the risk and do do what they do. All right, so I gave you a whole story on how the Niners have essentially ended up where they're at. And there's a lot of assumption, like you said, assuming this guy even finishes out the year and even has any success. But I look at all these other teams, and there's so many different strategies on how to get a quarterback, and some of them are working out great and some of them not so much. Uh, how do you feel if we uh, assess a couple of these strategies and say, yeah, I, I think that was the right move or that wasn't the right move, and it, it's not necessarily completely fair, but do you think like we should be paying quarterbacks and trading for them without seeing them, like a Russell Wilson or a Matt Stafford kind of situation where, <laughs> I mean, they get the Super Bowl, but you know, golf is kind of cooking a little bit more in Detroit. I don't think we ever thought that was going to happen, but it's it's hard to uh, assess all of this because the other option on the flip on the other side of that coin is you commit to a guy like Daniel Jones or Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones has never made the playoffs. Derek Carr's zero and one in the playoffs. Cousins is what two and three in the play one and three in the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill is two and three in the playoffs. These are your all the other options, or you go old, you, you go Tom Brady. He's thirty five <laughs> and twelve. Yeah, and we saw that how that looked this weekend. He he lost to Jacoby Brissett a couple weeks ago, and he lost to Brock Purdy, whose well, name I'm already forgetting. Well, hold on, we're only one week removed from him uh, pulling some real old school magic and scoring two touchdowns to get the victory over the Saints. All right, so you're saying you would go that route if you were a team? I don't want to give you an example of a team because it's it's too specific. I just there is a little case by case of this, but would you rather draft and, and rebuild and go through a Zach Wilson kind of thing or a Daniel Jones kind of thing? I mean, sure, you get lucky. You get a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes or a Joe Burrow, but everybody's trying to do that. You know, it's not like everybody was like, no, nah, we didn't want to go that route. We all tried that route. It's not easy. And you eventually have to either say, are we going to gamble with a young guy and hope they become this? Or are we just going to pay and stay with a, an average guy or an old guy? It, it's really, really hard for me. I don't I, <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on what the rest of your team's makeup is and how 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 is your defense? Do you just need to stay close in games or is your defense terrible? We need a gunslinger. We need someone that's going to put up some points. And then you have the, 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 the debate going across the world that I've seen all over at least three or four podcasts just today of the Tua versus Herbert, of which everyone's like, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. And I'm looking at like the wins and I mean, I know Tua hasn't been great these past couple weeks, but I feel like he's won games that I didn't think he could win. Herbert's never won a game I didn't think he could win. If anything, he's lost games I expected him to win more than once. So it's like, do you want to have that high of expectation? Or, or like, what's more reasonable? Like, I, I, Herbert looks better. Yes, I think I would pick him over Tua. But this team doesn't win games. Like, At some point, doesn't that add up to him being a consequence of that, or at least a result of that? Well, you can't put all of the Chargers problems on on Herbert. I mean, we've seen for a long time before Herbert that Chargers are they're, they're gonna Chargers. They tried to charge her last night and somehow they just out Chargers themselves and couldn't couldn't quite pull it off, but they tried. Like Herbert's a fantastic player and I think he is a better player than Tua. But I don't know if I'm saying it's like that much more or if I was, you know, betting stock or put investing into a quarterback or anything like that, that Herbert would be like my top guy. I need to see the team win, or I need to see him win in better fashions, or 
not blow games as much as they do. And the injuries, I'm kind of over, man. This team has a bunch of talent. The Carter kid and the Palmer guy, those two alone are above average wide receivers. And then you mix in some Mike Williams and, and some Keenan Allen whenever they're healthy. And I, I just don't think, I think yeah, there's a lot less excuses for this team than, and, and everyone's giving them all this lead way. Like they're such an average team. They're such an average team. They're not good. They're such an average team. Um, all right. Other, um, any other uh, NFL week this past week you want to talk about? Or do you want to get into the picks? Just checking through real quick. The, uh, Jets played uh played the Bills a little closer too. That first uh the first uh, slate of games definitely the the Cowboys Texans one was was the main one, but not too far behind was are, are the Jets gonna gonna pull this off on the road? But uh and then just shout out to uh, Mike White leaves the game twice. Once uh, he gets hit in the ribs, then the next time I think he got hit again, so they check him uh, to get X rays to see if he's actually broken the ribs or not. But comes back in again, and then I hear that after the game. He had to leave in an ambulance to go immediately to the hospital because he might have had internal bleeding. Just whew, talk about a tough guy. For sure a tough guy. He's. I, I hope he's healthy enough to eventually return this season and that it actually matters because they seem to be very committed to this guy, and I think we need to see a little bit more because you're going to be at the end of the season, a lot of these teams, and you're going to have to make a decision on, hey, is Mike White going to be our guy? And you're going to base it on this handful of games. I just hope he gets back so you can see a little bit more as well as I hope he gets back because the Jets are frisky right now. That's a good team. I picked them this past week to beat Buffalo. And sure, that was a ballsy pick that I thought I could get an extra game on you for. But this is actually a game I gave you here and you still didn't make up ground. Just just pointing that out here. But the Jets are a good football team. Buffalo is also a very good football team. But they they have some holes, whether it's defensively or or just offensively injury wise like that I think are starting to add up a little bit more they don't seem as invincible as they once were at the beginning of the year I'm not saying the Jets are gonna you know go farther in the playoffs so I'm not going that far but there's a uh, there's definitely some vulnerability I think in Buffalo that I'm starting to highlight a little bit more than I was in the past uh, is that, does that, does that seem fair that's fair all right now uh, week 15 picks uh, just to summarize our placement here, I'm still in first place. Uh, I do think someone actually is catching up to me. I think they're only they're two picks back to me. That might be the closest anyone's been all year. Zach, you are six picks back. Oof. Oof. Yeah, that's gonna be. All right, so I gotta get like two picks a week for the rest of the rest of the time, and boom, no problem. Well, all right, it's gonna start off quick on Thursday here, where we got the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. What happened to my Seahawks, man? I, I feel like every time they lose, I just think of you being like, Will thinks this is a good team, and you're like so far <laughs> against it. I just hear that tone already. I It's replayed all day yesterday watching them struggle. They they just – look, It's I don't think it's on Geno either. That's that's the that's the one thing I'll say. Is I think they have a good quarterback. I don't know if they figured out everything else. The injuries of the running back situation are just haunting, and defensively, this is <laughs> – there's some real concerning defenses out across the league there, and this is one of them. I'm not sure if they're a good run defense or a good pass defense. They seem to be very weak at both of them, and the Niners are going to be able to chew up all that because McCaffrey should have a huge game here. This should be an easy one. We have them in fantasy. Just just mark them down for 25. This should be an easy one. I will take the Niners on the road. I sadly think my Geno Magic is really starting to fizzle out a little bit here, and I'm I, I think the Niners could easily be the best team in the NFL by the end of the year, and they're on pace for that. Seattle is not. 
So I will take the Niners on the road. Who you got? Uh, give me Purdy, keeping it, throwing it to uh, Christian McCaffrey, and give me the Niners. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't want to. Seattle, Seattle. At this point, was. Do you remember when like the the Steelers went like what? They were started out ten and zero, and I think they ended ten and six, and then they crawled into the playoffs and got smacked in like a home playoff game, like first round, just got crushed completely. That mm-hmm. that that could easily be Seattle, where <laughs> they're almost better off not making the playoffs. I know that sounds crazy. But the momentum they had at the earlier the year, if, if, that, if it all ends on just a huge pounding in the first round of the playoffs, I almost feel like they're better off missing it entirely. The, the, they're not a Super Bowl contention team. I, I think I've over uh, overestimated some of the projection on that. But it, it's it's fine. They're, I think they got a quarterback, which is something a lot of other teams in the league don't know. And I, I, I think they can feel good about Geno going forward. Uh, hopefully, uh, Kenneth Walker can get healthy and kind of get back on page as well. All right, next game, Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are so fake news. I This is a team that I just, I'm not picking this team. <laughs> I'm not picking this team. Give me Saturday on the road. I don't really have a whole lot of explanation beyond. I kind of want to see Detroit make some noise. And that can only really happen if Minnesota loses. And if Minnesota is the big phony that I think they are. And I think they're going to lose this weekend. To the Colts. Colts are going to be sneaky. I have no idea what they're playing for. I have no idea if Saturday even knows anything about coaching. But he's going to have a shot this weekend because I don't think Minnesota is that good of a team. Who you got? I'm going with the Vikings, although I did not quite piece it together immediately. Uh, this game is taking place on a Saturday, and the guy's name is Saturday. So pause there. But, yeah, that's just a heads up for everybody. There are three games on Saturday this week now that the college football non-bowl game, non-playoff uh, is is over. So, I think through the rest of the year, there's going to be some Saturdays. So make sure you get those fantasy lineups uh, locked in. And speaking of uh, fantasy, I went against you in fantasy this week, and I wanted to pick up Kirk Cousins because you've been very uh, out on them, and I haven't been you know, all the way out on them, and I couldn't. And then I got Trevor Lawrence uh, instead. So it made me look really smart, but I really wanted to uh, beat you with Kirk. That was that was my plan. I, I had Kirk on my bench in another league, and I literally picked him up because the guy I was going against had somebody who was out. And I was like, I'm just going to, I don't want to, I'm not losing a Kirk. I just picked nice him little, up. Nice little box out. I picked him up. Smart. He sat on my bench. And sadly, he was actually my highest scoring quarterback of the week. I didn't have terrible weeks. I think I had Burrow with 22, 20 ish, something like that. I think Cousins finished with 26. I don't know. I'm, yeah. No, I, I Kirk, Kirk's going to have a decent matchup coming up this week, too, with the, the, the Colts here. This, this could be a good Kirk week. Uh, all right. Next game, ugly game here. I, I This is, these are the two. <laughs> Ugly Steve is in the, in the division here. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland at the Cleveland Browns. Is Deshaun Watson going to remember how to play football again? And does Baltimore still try to win games? I'm very confused by all of this. I, I I was kind of the bringing Brissett bandwagon last week as a joke, but seriously, this is it's getting close here. This team doesn't start getting competitive. I don't know what's not working. He doesn't look good, Watson. He, he looks lost. He looks like he hasn't played in two years, which is accurate, but... Just look, I just thought he'd be a little bit more ready, and I I think we're going to hopefully see it this week. I think this week maybe he wakes it up because the Baltimore quarterback situation is even worse. Right? The, the, I don't know what the upside is for Huntley. I don't know what the upside is for Baltimore. I don't think Lamar's coming back. I will reluctantly take Cleveland on the road. This has a tie written all over it, though. All right? I'm, I'm putting that out uh, there. Cleveland's, Cleveland's at home. I will take Cleveland at, uh, at home. I will also be taking uh, Cleveland at home. 
nothing really about Cleveland says, oh, yep, awesome. But what I've been seeing from Baltimore, even with Lamar, just have not been looking nearly as sharp. And without Lamar, I mean, they could barely scrounge together points against the Steelers, and the Steelers aren't very good. So I, I just think that there's, there's a better chance that uh, Deshaun figures out than uh, the, the Ravens figured out this week. All right, Saturday night, Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Huge, huge matchup here. I mean, Dolphins in a bit of a tailspin, and Buffalo, this could be a big win. This could be one that they can really use, and maybe they can relax a little bit more going forward after this. But I think Buffalo's going to win at home. I don't like – nobody Nobody likes the way Miami's played the last two games. Everyone's made that clear. I, I've unfortunately been a fantasy owner of Waddle, and he has had back-to-back five-point weeks, which has just been crushing after being so reliant early on in the year. I hope they turn it back on. I hope this is able to be a better game. But I I don't like the direction the way Miami's going after this past week. And I don't think this is a great rebound matchup for them. So I'm just I'm going to take Buffalo at home. It just seems like a safer pick. It'd be fun, though, if, they, if Miami got a little sneaky and they took this one. Uh, what do you think? Tyreek Hill's got some magic left in him? Who you got? I'm going with the I'm going with the Bills. Uh, I think there might be a little bit of snow. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, not even uh, a full dusting. But Miami is coming from two games playing in California, and you got to make the trip to Buffalo. And now it's snowing out. You know, you, you like to be as professional as possible, but it's definitely going to be a shock to the to the system. And like you said, Miami has not been looking so great, and I think the Bills are going to take care of business at home. This is a, a division game. They really need to lock these down to show that they're serious. Do you do you think Tua should scramble more or run more? He's he's been very no. committed to a pocket quarterback and it has been efficient. He makes, you know, quick decisions and I think that's my favorite thing about him is how quick he makes decisions. But sometimes when that first quick decision isn't there, it gets real hard on him and I don't think he's so great at finding a, a creative alternative. It's not an easy thing to do. Like it's like, yeah, he's just really bad at, you know, not seeing the first play and you know, <laughs> improving some crazy outcome like yeah that, that's really hard that's why Mahomes and all these other guys are in, incredible but we'll see whether I'll keep an eye on that kind of going forward uh, all right next game really good matchup for uh for Saturday night though oh excellent excellent matchup you know I, I are we what time are these games are we even going to be out and see this uh this game's at eight fifteen. yeah no we're, we're gonna be uh, at the college we're gonna be at MSG Saturday three o'clock and what's the next start uh, it'll be like 5.36. Okay. Yeah, it'll be close. Probably might be able to catch it on the train. Yeah, man. I'm already making plans. We're not going home that night. Seinfeld's in town. Oh. Just, 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 just doing stuff. All right. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> Y'all, we can't get Will out of the house. Once you get him out of the house, you can't put him back in. No, no. We're already all the way down there. I'm just I'm just, just throwing out some, some feelers, all right? There's just some things we can oh, go, all right? I, I, I got us oh, both some Festivus boy. ugly sweaters. We're going to go. It's going to be great. All right? You're going to have so much oh, fun. Oh, man. <laughs> next game Atlanta Falcons at the New Orleans Saints this is not the ugliest game of the week I don't know which team actually wants to win this game or if they're both just hoping they're they I think both these teams are looking at each other being like can Tampa just win this damn thing so we could just stop making our season confusing <laughs> I'm not sure what they're going for or what they're <laughs> anticipating happening here but it seems like every week there's like wait a minute we still have a chance we're five and eight and I'm four and nine and yet somehow we're not out of this I think I think Atlanta's the better team here. I, I'm not sure if I'm hoping for this madness to continue, but I can't bet on New Orleans either. I, I'll take Atlanta on the road. They seem maybe have a little bit more youth and a little bit more care of actually trying to make the playoffs and 
That little, little bit is enough for me to pick them. And then that's it. <laughs> Who you got? I'm going with the Saints because they're playing at home. Yeah, These are that... two not very good teams, so I'm going with the Saints. Yeah, I, I'm more of just – are the Saints still motivated to win Like just because they're at home? They're, they're, all right. That might be enough. Like I said, I was a little, little bit for me. It wasn't, wasn't much. All right, next game, Philadelphia Eagles at the Chicago Bears. I, we'll see what Fields health-wise is, is, is going to be, and I don't think it's going to matter. I, I think he'll scramble and try and do his best, but the, the Eagles are going to win. They're probably going to win a lot of games going forward. I, I'm very fascinated to see this team finally get into the playoffs. I don't think we're going to learn anything about either of these teams this week, but I will take Philly on the road, and you can lock it in. Ooh, here we go. Who you got? I, I will also be going with the Eagles. I think Fields will play well, and then just, oh, just not quite enough to get the W and you know keep their lottery odds, or I guess not lottery odds, but keep their their draft odds right where they should be. All right, you're taking Philly. Yep. All right, next game: Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. Look, I can congratulate Mike White on all the toughness in the world, but at some point, all of those injuries are going to amount to just being a fifty percent quarterback. Like he's just not a hundred percent. Like if he's able to go out there and do what he's done in the past couple of weeks, they will win this game. But if he's any less than that, they're not going to be able to score enough points on Detroit. Detroit's got an awesome offense. These guys put up points. And, and as well as I want to see some chaos happen, I'll take Detroit on the road. The Jets are a good team. If Mike White can come in and play the way he's played the last couple of weeks, they could easily win this game and probably should win this game. I'm just not entirely sold on that as the outcome. I mean, you talked to him. He could rush to the hospital after. He's gotten two. He could like take it off the field twice in one game. Like This could all turn around and he could be fine by Sunday. And if he is... I, I think they have a really good chance of winning this game, but I'm doubting that that's going to be the outcome on Monday quarterback here. So uh, I will take Detroit on the road. Are you, you going with the Jets at home? No, I'm no? not going with the Jets. I'm going with the Lions. They're they're a little – I'm not going to say that they're hot. That, that's, you know, another level. They're, they're at least a little warm right now where Jets – white, very, very tough guy, but if he can't play and Flacco has to come in, Flacco came in and immediately got strip-sacked immediately first play first play so it, it was all fun when you think about oh maybe flacco's coming in you know big arm you know remember from him from the ravens oh okay nope nope he's old and if he has to play uh the lions they got a young hungry defense that is improving uh christian hutchinson is whoa he's gonna eat eat flacco alive do you mind do you think we'll see zach wilson this weekend uh, is he healthy? I have no idea. I heard he was actually the fourth. I don't even quarterback. know if he suited up last. I don't think he's been suiting up. I, I heard I thought, he, I thought he, he was hurt. He, he's not suiting up. I, I heard he was the fourth string quarterback last week. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, he without playing, he somehow managed to go backwards even more. It's <laughs> you. Right, oh not good. Uh, not great at all. All right, uh, we'll see how that game plays out. I actually think Detroit will be a fun game to watch. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. Now the Panthers, they're that team, man. I talked about Atlanta and New Orleans not knowing what to do. Every time I bet on the Panthers, that they have just zigzagged on me so many times, and that's it's just I I don't want to pick them anymore. All right, they've burned me enough. I I've gotten burned by Pittsburgh, but I feel better about being burned by Pittsburgh because I I like their defense. I like the picket pickings thing, and I'll take them on the road. I'm I'm just opening the door here, man. Go ahead, take the Carolina at home, and, and you can tell me just because they're at home. I mean, did you actually think they had a shot at? at overtaking all of this and just sending Tom Brady home. Like the Carolina Panthers are going to win a 
enough games this year to send Tom Brady home. That'd be super weird. I am taking the Panthers, but more because uh, Kenny Pickett is hurt and Mitch Trubisky came in. So I don't know where uh, Pickett's going to be, but I'll, 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 I'll bet against Mitch Trubisky every chance I can get. That seems like easy money. Ah, Mitch will play for his job, man. He's going to run like a wild man, right? He, he's going to be all over the place. He's not going to complete any passes, but he'll probably run for over 100 yards. Uh, next game, Dallas Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's, I talked about a team, every time you bet on them, it, it just doesn't work out. The Jacksonville's another one where it's like, all right, I, one week this is just not a good team, and the next week it's like, how do they score these points? Of they course, jumped all over the Titans. They smoked them. Dare I say dominated? That that was a a dominant performance. It was over quick. It was quick and easy, and it seemed like it wasn't a game from the get go. Just all all of that. Now Dallas on the flip side, they did win, and they struggled terribly against a Texas team who didn't have Nico Collins, which made my life really difficult this this week in fantasy. Didn't have Cooks as well as what did they have one win? They're one eleven and one now, <laughs> so. Jeez, Dallas. I mean, just, just is, is it just the name that attaches to all this that just amounts to just too much expectations and a massive amount of disappointment of being a Dallas fan? Like, I, I just, oh man, that's that's some unneeded stress in your life is a Dallas fan. Um, I'm gonna go with Dallas on the road anyways because I've seen these guys play a lot better than I have seen Jacksonville. Jacksonville could flip flop and be awful again this next week. At some point, Jacksonville will gain some momentum and maybe win more than one game in a row. But for now, I think it's going to be every other week. And this is going to be a week that they're just not on. So I'll take Dallas on the road. Who you got? I am also going Dallas on the road. I think Dallas is actually a good football team. And the Jaguars, I guess they could be some week. But I think they might have used up their, hey, we're good. And then this week, and I think the Cowboys are going to come in a little more focused than they were uh, this past week going against the Texans, where I got to imagine everyone that came to that game walked in thinking this is going to be an absolute cakewalk. You know, we're tailgating. We're having a good time. It wasn't even a, you know, a chance in their mind. They were thinking we, we might lose this game. Wait, what is happening? So I think they're gonna be a little more focused and take care of business this week. It's, it's funny that Jacksonville was dominant last week. And I still feel like the only thing we learned was don't trust Tennessee. It had nothing to do with like, all right, maybe put a little bit more money on Jacksonville. No, nobody, nobody's buying into that. I think he was a lot more of a reflection of the, how we feel about Tennessee. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans. I mean, look, if this if you pick the Texans and this ends up going, I'll throw the whole the whole season. All right. <laughs> this if <laughs> you pick the, the board, if you will. If you pick the Texans and the Texans win, you, you could get I'll give you four wins. All right, I'll just add it on. All right, we'll just just tag on four. Um I'll take the Chiefs and I will leave the opportunity up there for you. No, I'm taking the Chiefs, of course. No, I, they, they they were like interesting last week, but they did they didn't win. They they don't want to win. Would you give me the same odds if I pick the Texans? Would you give me four wins? No. Why not? Well, I'm not I'm not changing the rules midway through. We should have done this for the ties if we wanted to do this. I would I would have been winning because you would have picked so many ties. Yeah, but if I hit one tie, it would have been totally worth it. I would, I would have missed yeah, four of them, like and 10 I would points. I would have been yeah. I would have if I hit two of them, it would have been over. A four point lead in these weeks is you're gonna hit two ties. You're gonna be gonna hit one tie. I would have been oh, you would have you would have guessed so many. You would have guessed like three a week. Hey and man, I would have been. Wa- I would have been set. Washington and the Giants played twice a year. That's two ties right there. All right, they're gonna play again this week. They just tied two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye. This get it. You wait till we get there. All right, next next game here. All right? We're taking the Chiefs. Maybe. 
now that now that we see how this how this works, maybe next year we got to get more creative with our scoring. Yeah, I I wonder. I wish we could customize it a little bit more because I think on some of these it'd be fun if there was a spread or at least a line of some sort that we could do on some games, but not all of them. You know, I don't really want to be winning on like, all right, Jacksonville was supposed to lose by fourteen and they they only lost by thirteen and you win like that. I don't want to do that. Like that seems it's a lot more fun of of a closer matchup. Like the blowouts for me are, aren't aren't how I want to win these things. If it's like a three pointer and you end up winning by down three and they lose on a field goal, like that that seems a little bit more worth it. But we could talk about it for sure. I mean, I kind of like the way it's going because I'm, I'm I'm doing very well here. There's a lot of games we play on this podcast that I don't do very well on. So, you, yeah, sure, maybe maybe we'll make some changes for you. You know, just sucker me into all these traps here. Um, yeah, we had, yeah, clearly the scoring's been the issue. that We need to change this up. All right, uh, next game. There probably won't be a lot of scoring in this game. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. Who's the next guy up for after the Broncos? Like, who's their quarterback? I, I can't tell you. Kyler Murray is going to play tonight against the Patriots. I don't feel good about this as a Patriot fan. This this is going to be an ugly game for us. And they're not that good of a team, and I know that for sure. And I can't pick Denver. I can't convince them. If, if Russ isn't able to go, although Russ has been so bad that maybe Denver will be sneaky good with anybody else. and Because there's still there's still some good receivers on that team. There's still some decent running games. It's It's not what it once was at the beginning of the year, but... I mean, what are you buying in on Arizona? Like, what's what's the overwhelming? Like, yeah, we're all, like that. We're all in on that. They're not the Denver Broncos. All right, and that's my reason for picking them. Then I'll take Arizona on the road. I, I can't imagine Denver winning this game. But this is a game where they could win this game. This could be like Jacksonville last week, where they just dominated Tennessee, and you felt really good about Tennessee and terrible about Jacksonville. And maybe you'll feel really good about Denver going going into next week. Uh who you got? I, I'm, I'll take Arizona on the road. I'm going Arizona as well. It looks like the backup went to Boise State, so definitely want to go with Arizona. Uh, next game, uh, New England Patriots at the Raiders. Well, the Raiders, man, if they had won this past week, I, I probably would have picked them this week. But losing to the Rams and losing to Baker Mayfield on the last drive by two scores, just we, we can beat that team, all right? We can beat that team. I refuse to pick against us. I don't think we're that good of a team, but we can beat this team. And we're not going to let McDaniels beat us, are we? That's why I'm picking the Patriots. I think it is going to be the uh, the mentor versus versus the mentee, and I, I think Belichick is uh, got some tricks up his sleeve. All right, so we're both rolling with the Pats on the road. And I'm picking way too many road teams. This is your week to catch up. All right, next game, trap game here. Tennessee Titans at the Chargers. Everybody's all in on the Chargers. Everybody's all out on Tennessee. What's going to be the flip-flop? Something's going to have to happen here. The only thing that's not going to be a factor is, even though this is in L.A., I'm not sure how Tennessee fans travel, but I don't think they travel quite like other fans. And and maybe uh, maybe the Chargers will have a little bit more of a home game than normal. I'll take the Chargers at home. I don't feel good about this one. I I really want to pick Tennessee and just flip flop on all this because I think that's what the Chargers do. They're they're going to be good one week and bad another week. And Tennessee was bad last week. Maybe they'll be better this week. But I'll take the Chargers at home because Jacksonville's not a good team, and Tennessee just got dominated by them. All right, who you got? I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Yeah, there's not... Herbert's really good. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's gonna have to be good to win that one. But uh, all right, anyways, next game: Cincinnati Bengals at the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks are a bad team. Joe Burrow may be the hottest quarterback in the league right now. I'll take Cincinnati on the road. 
this this is getting closer and closer to a kill shot to Tampa here, where this is an entirely wasted season for Tom Brady. He should have just retired and went home. And then the thing is, he's going to come back after all this because he's going to end so poorly. Uh, I'll take Cincinnati. This is kind of a must-win game for Tampa, even though it's really not. But, yeah, I mean, at some point, they got to string something together here. You can't just <laughs> – what are they going to be? I mean, 6-9, and nine, is that going to be enough to win this division? Is that even possible? Uh, all right, who you got? I'll take Cincinnati. I'm going with Cincinnati as well. Uh, I don't think it's a wasted season. It's definitely not successful. But the way their division is so terrible, and you mentioned in, uh, Dallas earlier, I, I can totally picture Dallas having to go to Tampa Bay, and all of a sudden it's some ugly, low-scoring game, and there's some Brady magic at the end. And all of a sudden, a uh, sub-500 playoff team, but you win one game, and all of a sudden you've just justified your, you know, your whole season. I can totally see it too. I, I almost want to see it. Is it just seems like a Brady story? It feels like it's already happened in history. Where it was like, yeah, nobody thought Brady was ever gonna win, and guess what? He 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 had this terrible Did season. It again. He hosted this really, really bad team, but they were at home and they turned it on for one game. You know, what I what I hope they do, I hope they just crush Dallas. I don't want to see a comeback. I'm tired of these things. All right. Tom's had enough of them. I don't want to see any more Tom Brady comebacks. I want to see him blow out a team. And, and just be better than them for once. Let's, let's do that. Uh, not going to happen this weekend, though. Joe Burrow can't wait to play his defense. And they're they are going to have some fun against Tampa. Uh, Jamar Chase looking real good. They are going to have some fun against Tampa. Play your play your Bengals in fantasy this week. Uh, next game, New Orleans or New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. They played two weeks ago. It was a 2020 tie. It was a very ugly tie. It was literally two teams in overtime playing for a tie. I'll take the Commanders after the bye week. What What are you willing to give me for a tie here? I, th- I don't think we can change the rules up this late in the season. All right, I'm just I look. We gotta man. do it. We gotta do it for next year though, because it'll be fun. I'm more we'll, just it'll offering. Be, it'll be goofy because ESPN won't score it, but well, I'll just get. It's, it, there's not like there's like 30 people in the group or whatever. We'll just have our little like little side thing. I'm just just trying to make it a little exciting here. I you're you're just not in the game. Well, I'm making a comeback. Uh, just two two each each week. All right. Well, I'm taking Washington. Are you going to take the Giants? No, I'll never take the Giants. I'm taking the Commanders. All right. Well, there's this. I can't make up ground on that one. Maybe you make ground up on this one here. The Los Angeles Rams on the road in Green Bay might be a little chilly. Baker making his uh, second debut here. I imagine he'll actually start this game. And <laughs> I think he's actually going to win this game. I don't have a whole lot to go on that other than maybe maybe finally found a home here in, in Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> and I, that's, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to even talk anything about the Packers. They're 5-8. They're and eight. Is Rodgers even healthy? Does Rodgers even care anymore? It's fine. Who you got? I'll take the Rams. I have answers to both those questions. The answers are a resounding yes. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. This is my lock of the week. Wow. You're lock of the week, and I'm picking against you? Oof. Mm-hmm. That has never gone wrong. It's gone, it's gone wrong every every time for <laughs> I think you? I've gone, every time. I think I've gone wrong every single time. I think this is 100% of the time. Every time you pick a lock and I picked against you, it, it's just gone that way. And, you know, this was just one of those where I think I, I, I'm at a point where I could take a little bit more chances with the lead here. But also, this is a 4-9 team versus a 5-8 team. Like you can, Did you see Baker after the game? 
Yeah, he had like a Gatorade thing dumped on him. I'm pretty sure they carried him off the field, and the, they're going to retire his number tomorrow. He's out there with no helmet on, headbutting the other guys on his team that are wearing a helmet. Someone's going to set him aside and say, hey, this is a huge win. You did a great job. I know you think this is your thing, but this is how you go into concussion protocol like on your own, and you look like a real idiot. Uh, all right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change my my last thing here. We we never talk about this, but at the end there's the tiebreaker score, and I think this is an interesting mm-hmm. one. Where so it's Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers. It's Monday night. How many points are gonna be scored in this game? Total, combined. Forty. Forty. No way. Forty points. Who's scoring these points? Uh, multiple MVP. Aaron Rodgers? I wrote down 17. This is this is going to be 17. 17 total points in this game. Baker Mayfield scored 14 in less than 3 minutes uh last Thursday. All right, no, that's not fair. He scored it in the last 3 minutes. He played the entire game, all right? He didn't score in 3 minutes. <laughs> no. No, not four, 17. He's, he's he's on fire right now. What if he brings that into this game? <laughs> Oh, this is great. I hope it happens. It's going to be great. I I hope your lock of the week just becomes the official kiss of death, and then we'll just call it that from now on. We won't even make it a lock of the week. We'll be the kiss of death, and you get points on the other side. Just <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. Just pick against it. Yeah, everybody knows the rules. Uh, all right. Well, that's this has been fun. I, I've, I've enjoying this. Uh, quick little recap, uh, since we're getting a little bit more into college basketball here. Uh, we do do a March Madness tournament every year. If you've participated in the past, thank you. And you're probably familiar with the bet consequences we do every year. Zach and I make a bet. This past year, we made a bet. I lost. I now have to ski downhill without a shirt on for one run. Uh, I believe I get the helmet and I get the goggles. And I get some gloves still. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to look Definitely. a little funny. Um, what I'm not looking forward to is I'm... It's not gonna be any tan lines or anything, but man, I could not be any whiter right now. That that's <laughs> miss miss the tan, miss the tan of San Diego for sure. Uh, but keep an eye on college, man. Start doing your research so you can have a shot at beating us in the tournament. We'll have a link and all that way way farther in the future, and we'll have a video of me doing this. I don't know, man. It snowed a whole lot yesterday. This is probably gonna happen sooner than I think. I, I'd like uh, I'd like for you to kind of participate in all this so that I can not look like a weirdo all the way alone doing all this uh, <laughs> actually do you think it, is, it, is it more comfortable or less comfortable there's a larger group of us it's, it's, it's i don't know i don't expect to uh please a whole lot of people with it but we'll, we'll see how it all goes keep an eye out for all that as well as make sure you subscribe to us on spotify or wherever else you get your podcast uh we're on facebook little column a little column b and make sure you follow zach on his twitter haven't shouted that out in a while uh what's your twitter zach Wicked Z-Man 24. All right. Anything you want to add for the people out there? Uh, you and I, we, speaking of college basketball, we, we got a little bit of a problem on our hands. Uh, AP poll came out today. UConn is number three in the country. They got 15 first place votes. They are 11 and 0, and they are whooping up on everybody. I don't think they've lost uh, by single digits. And they uh, played Alabama who and beat them double digits not too long ago. And Alabama's number four in the country. Their only loss is to UConn. So, we, we just got to be careful. Uh, that's that's not unusual. UConn women's great great basketball program. They they like lose two games every century. It's not shocking, right? Well, yeah, they got. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on with the women's. Oh, this is the men's. Oh, oh, this is oh. the men. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that is that is groundbreaking. I'm totally threatened by UConn. Yeah, I don't know. they're great, great, yeah. great basketball program. 
God, I, I hate UConn. I can't do this. Yeah, that's, a, that, that, that's what I say. You know, do just, they play Saturday? Do they play the same day? Like, are they, when we're watching these games Saturday, we'll be able to see, like, the results of a UConn game? I usually teams like uh, like the premier teams play on, on Saturday, but with it being still kind of the preseason, uh, the next time, yes, they do. They do play on Saturday. They play on Saturday at 7 o'clock at Butler. All right, you just wait for the celebration I got for you after they lose. All right, that, that's going to be a fun okay. weekend. All right. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll have some stories coming this past weekend on the struggle of UConn, but we'll be back. <laughs>